Have you ever wanted to do something but struggled to take the first steps? Had an idea you've loved but have been too scared to follow through? Being faced with a blank page, open screen, empty room and just not knowing where to start? This podcast might just be for you. Hi, I'm Rafaro and you're listening to Starting is the Hardest Part. A monthly podcast where I chat to people at the beginning of their creative journeys, working towards their dreams, and in the process of building lives and careers that they love. It's about starting and seeing things through, the highs and the lows. I'll be sharing my experiences, having conversations with people I admire, and hopefully talking to you. So, let's start. I grew up on a solid diet of American TV and always wondered which clique I'd fit into if I went to the kind of high school you see in the movies. Would I have been a band nerd, a cheerleader, an overachiever, a stoner, a jock? I don't know, but if 20-year-old me could go back to age 14 and go to a stereotypical American high school, I would be... a theatre kid. Think Leah Michelle in Glee. Signing up to every school production, staying up late to rehearse lines, quoting Hamilton lyrics like it's my job, and even though my mum says I can't sing and my sister says I can't dance, I'd ignore the haters to become a triple threat, at least within the confines of the school gates. But it's not because I love the spotlight or that I've always wanted to be a performer, it's the palpable sense of community I feel whenever I'm around a group of theatre people. It's the way they collaborate how they mould a piece to make the people watching it and participating in it feel something, that the cast and crew become a kind of family and that with each breath they make the story their own. A couple of months ago, I went to see a play called Gate 54. Long story short, I loved it and left it wanting to write a play of my own. But when the lights went down and the cast took its final bow, all I wanted to know was what it was like from the point of view of the person whose idea had been brought to life. And so I did some digging, made a couple of Facebook searches, and found Konstantin Sterov, a playwright and recent graduate who wrote the screenplay for Gate 54, a play that debuted at the University of Surrey back in March. And so I sat down with Konstantin and we talked about the films that inspire us, the process of adapting a story, and a little bit about space. We also talked a little bit about community and collaboration. I'm going to talk about that a bit later, but without further ado, here's my conversation with Konstantin. Hey everyone who's listening, I'm Konstantin Sterov, um, I'm a final year psychology student, I uh, went on placement last year and I came back and I've had the privilege of being part of MADSOC, which is Music and Drama Society, for around 3-4 years now and th- thankfully due to them I've developed my writing and my acting and my directing skills because of them and because of them we've had Gate 57 this year which was great fun to do and I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to do it because I actually pitched it the year before just after I came back from placement and we just didn't have enough members to do it so it was honestly so great this year to be able to pull it off. That's yeah. great cool we're going to talk more about Gate 57 yeah. <laughs> in a bit but can we start with like you your background like yeah you, of yeah. course um, well I was born in Bulgaria in a countryside not countryside seaside town called Varna it's on the east coast near the Black Sea and then um, when I was two we moved over with my parents uh, to London actually before we moved to Bournemouth so yeah immigrated to the UK uh, standard middle class upbringing (laughs) I don't really know what to say went to a grammar school uh, studied a lot of humanitarian stuff like psychology and that kind of thing and then applied for Surrey and here I am yeah so like growing up did you have creative people around you um it's it's really strange because my mum is a psychologist as well, but my dad's an engineer, 
So they're both creative in different ways. So dad's more of a designer, so he, he likes his maths problems and like making projects, engineering, that kind of thing. Whereas mum's a social person. So like she talks about her clients and things like that and like the difficulties some people go through. And my grandma was actually a, a, an actress. There's a lot of stuff going on in the family. <laughs> so did you like find creative inspiration from your family or did you have other creative role models that got you into writing? None of my family are particularly, apart from my grandma, into the acting and drama scene, but they were always thought it was a really cool thing. They always respected it. So I think it was around GCSE level. I did drama in GCSE. And that's when I first started to enjoy it. To a sense, it was still a bit difficult because there are a few people who are a bit hard to work with in GCSE standard, but I didn't do it for A-level, but I came to Surrey. And I think that's really when it started kicking off when I met Music and Drama Society because they're so they're really casual and they're really fun and they really support your ideas and what you want to do. So it was around that time where actually where it really kicked off. I'd say they're the role model for me because that's the kind of thing that I like doing. And yeah, I'll talk more about them later yeah. with Gate 57. But I think any other role models, um, I really love Tom Hanks, which is one of the reasons we did Gate 57 because it's based on The Terminal, which is the film with Tom Hanks in it. I did not know that. Yeah, no, and he's in it. And I just think he's a fantastic actor and really great guy from the looks of things. I haven't met him personally, but he just seems like a decent chap. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you first get into writing drama, that kind of thing? So like, what triggered it? I've always liked writing. So shorts, I did a lot of short stories when I was a kid. And that just carried on throughout my middle school and grammar school. So I always liked writing, but I'd never really applied it to drama. I never really put two and two together until this year. But now that I have done it, I'd really love to go back and do it again. So you talked a bit about the Terminal movie mm. by Tom Hanks. So yeah. could you tell us a bit about how Gate 57 came to be? How did that start? So Gate 57 is a film about a man who leaves his country of Krakosia and he tries to fly to the US for unknown reasons but I'll spoil it a little bit by saying it's for, for his father. It's a dying wish to his father. And while he flies over, uh, his country goes into the civil war, so his passport and visa is invalid, and he can't enter the US, and he can't go back home. And he's he's a Eastern European guy stuck in an airport for around six months. The story was really cool for me and my parents, because we're Eastern European ourselves, so we know the mannerisms, we know the way people work. And it was just really funny to see it on the big screen. So I watched it when I was a kid with my parents, and it's just been a kind of family tradition to watch it every now and then, because it's just a really endearing story. I started adapting it from film to uh, play, while I was on placement, when I had spare time, I was just doing it in the evenings. And it took me around two weeks because I was just so excited about it. And like I said before, I pitched it to Mad Sock uh, two years ago, but we just didn't have enough people to be able to pull it off because it's got quite a big cast. Uh, this year I did it again. We had way more members this year and it was just amazing to be able to pull it off. So the way it worked is we pitched it, I think it was beginning of the year, and then we organized it to come about I think it was in March. Yeah, it was in March when we did it. And we started rehearsals in January, so we only had two months or so to get everything done. And then we, there were changes to the script all the time. As you can imagine, there's things that just don't work after you act them out, so you have to sh shift them around. And yeah, that's that's how it came to fruition. <laughs> yeah, what was it like seeing your script come to life? Oh, it was incredible. I'm, I'm really happy with the actors I got. We had to shift a lot of things around from the film and the actual play itself but it's just amazing to see and we put more nuances in there than the film actually I think because the actors came around with their own ideas and I thought you know what that's actually a really good point let's put that in and 
actually one of the audience members came up to me after one of the shows and he said i really like the nuances you put in there like it wasn't a perfect show by any means we're only a university society but he he did say he really really enjoyed the little details in the background that we put in and that's one of the things i'm quite proud of for doing yeah so would you say that from this experience that you would like to do more adaptations or more like writing from scratch um both ideally it's just finding the time because it is quite time consuming especially when you're studying but um i think i'd like to branch out so next year i'm going to be doing a master's here and i think in the summer i'll try my hand at a very low-key very small musical so only three or four people three or four cast with two instruments three instruments maximum but I would, yeah, I think I'm going to try my hand at a musical. I think it would be good fun to do. I'm not opposed to doing adaptations again. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so cool. That's mm. so interesting. So what would you say was your biggest challenge while you were writing, well, while you were rewriting the script and stuff? Uh, I think when I was writing it, because it was, my, it was my first time adapting anything, so writing it was fine. It's when I had the script and I had my actors in front of me and then I saw things weren't working out that I said, ah, okay, we need to tweak things around. So there were little that's one of the things in films you have a lot of jump cuts so you have one scene and then bam you're in another one it's flashed on stage you can't just jump around you have to have transitions and i think that's one of the main issues we found is having people on the right side of the stage for the right scene because in a film you don't need to really care about that so on on stage it was just working out who needed to be where when how we can transition things in a smooth manner so it doesn't look jerky and awkward to the audience. I think that was one of the main challenges, actually. So just pure logistics. So the podcast is called Starting is the Hardest mm-hmm. Part. Like, one of the big ideas of it is that sometimes the hardest thing to do is to actually start the yeah. writing process. So what was the actual starting of the writing process like for you? I think, for me, it was very lucky because it was a thing that was really strongly connected to me. So I, I loved the film. I was writing already at the time. I was involved with Music and Drama Society who already fostered it. So I think I already had all the pieces. It was just putting all of them together and saying, oh, hang on, I can actually try my hand at doing this. So uh, what I'd say to other people in a similar position is saying, well, what what do you really care about? And find others, if you can, who share that kind of same feeling about it. Come together, write something, see what you can do. Even if it's not the greatest thing in the world, who cares? It's just fun to do. And it's, if if you really care about it, then go for it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you talk a lot about MADSARC, Music and Drama yeah. Society here at the university and how it was quite a collaborative process. Very much so. What yeah. was it like working with other people on something that has been yours for so long? Amazing to share it because mm-hmm. not many people know about the, the film or well, now the, the play. And I think one of my the happiest moments was just sharing the script with others. And they, they went away and read it. Obviously, they saw it a little bit in, in auditions, but when they went away and read it and they came back and they just pointed out scenes to me that this is this is amazing I love this joke or I love this storyline this is so cute or whatever it may be I love that they saw the little nuances and like I said earlier the nuances are what made the show for me and they spotted them and observed them as well so I think that was really cool that the, they, they, sh- they saw the little things so yeah that's one of the things <laughs> and you talked about your musical that's like the next thing that you're thinking of doing yeah um I don't know if you know about Team, Sc- Team Starkid. No, I don't. They did a, a very Potter musical, and they've oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they did that, and they did um, a really good, cool musical called Twisted, which I really, really love. And they do silly musicals, so I thought, okay, this this looks fun. I want to try my hand at this. So next year, the committee for Mad Sock were actually 
really big into our space industry. So all of us want to work in the space industry. So we said, you know what? Let's let's do a musical about a mission to Mars and make it silly. Let make everything go wrong. Make someone an idiot who doesn't want to be stuck in a tin can for four months. And let's just see how silly we can get with it and make a musical out of it. So that's our general plan now. We've done a, a few songs, but it's still very much a work in progress. But yeah. <laughs> so exciting. Like, I love space. Oh, space I mean, is, oh, I can go on for hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so should we finish the show with a quick set of quick fire, fire, quick fire questions? Yeah. So basically, I'm going to give you a sentence and you've mm-hmm. just got to end it with the first oh. thing that comes to your head. We do okay. a lot of improv in a music and drama oh, society, so this is perfect. Oh, yeah. great. Okay, <laughs> bonus round. Quick fire questions. Okay. I'm going to make like a cool intro music sound over this. Quick fire questions. Okay. So... Question one. When well, finish the sentence. Question one. Right. When I'm feeling uninspired, I dot dot dot. Uh, look at movies. Ooh. Yeah. Is or there, music. Yeah. Are there any things that you always go back to? Uh, quick five questions. Um, the terminal. Awesome. Yes, of course, the terminal <laughs> and uh, twisted, twisted, always twisted by Team Starkid. Yeah. Okay. Question two. The hardest part of starting something new is dot dot dot. Uh, putting finger to keyboard or pen to paper. And is there like a tip that you have to actually be able to do that? Or is it just like... Force yourself to write anything. Yeah. And then even if it's two pages of nonsense, eventually you'll start getting in the rhythm. Because I think the writing rhythm is the hardest thing to start. And once you force yourself and get used to having those two pages of nonsense and then being able to produce... Or it doesn't even have to be two pages of nonsense. It could be five, ten. Write as much until you feel like, okay, I actually have things starting to click in my head. Yeah. Just force yourself to do it. And question three, if I could give one piece of advice to someone starting on a new path, it would be dot, dot, dot. Um, Choose something that resonates with you. That that sounds so cliche and cheesy, but it's so true. Choose something that you really believe in because then it will come naturally. With a lot of hard work, of course, it won't come easy, but work hard and choose something that you really believe in. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for doing the quick five <laughs> You're questions welcome. and for coming and being interviewed. Oh, it was a pleasure. No, thank you. Ah, we look forward to hearing the not hearing, watching the space musical and uh, the preliminary name for it is Space is a Nasty Place. So that maybe it might be around next year, we'll see. <laughs> so exciting. All right, bye. Bye. That was such a great little conversation. I absolutely loved watching the play and I'm so excited to see what Constantine works on next. Since interviewing him, Constantine has gone on to start his master's degree on the psychology of spaceflight and is still writing. To keep up with him, go to the show notes at the bottom of this episode to find out more. If you've been keeping up, you'll know that this is the third episode of this podcast, meaning we're officially a quarter of the way through season one of starting is the hardest part. And that is so exciting to me. I feel like this podcast is my way of confronting and overcoming different fears and obstacles I've experienced so far on my creative journey. In episode one, we talked about finding your niche. In episode two, we talked about resistance brain. And in this interview with Constantine, we touched on community and how friends, collaborators and peers can bring out the best in you, helping to make your dreams and scripts into a reality. And that is one thing I personally struggle with and really want to open up an honest dialogue about in the next few episodes of the podcast. 
I think it's easy to have friends, but being a friend and having friends who push you closer to the person you want to be or the person you have the potential to become requires intention. And even though I'm just a voice behind a microphone to the people listening to this that I don't know in real life, I'd like to think that I, as well as the other people listening to this podcast, could be that community in your life. I'm going to be starting a little segment of the podcast where I call someone who listens to the podcast over the phone or Skype and we have a little chat about the things you want to start and the struggles or victories you're having in the process of doing so. I really want this to be a super interactive project, which is why from October 2nd, there'll be a page on my website, which will be linked to the show notes, telling you how you can get involved. I'm 20 now, so until they invent time machines that work out how to bend space and time, I won't be able to go back in time and live my teenage years out as a theatre kid. But I think together we could create a troupe of our own. Let's call ourselves the starters, or the dreamers, the creators, or the makers. Or maybe we don't overthink what this will mean yet, or become so focused on the end result that our ideas, this community, never takes off. Let's just start here where we are, because while starting is the hardest part, you've got to start somewhere. Starting is the Hardest Part is a podcast released on the first Monday of every month. You can get in contact with me at the email address startingpod at gmail.com or send me a tweet at Faith. That is R-U-F-A-R-O-F-A-I-T-H-H. I'm always looking for new stories, perspectives, people to interview, and people to ask little questions for the Q&A part of the podcast. So if you're starting something big, starting something small, want to be involved, or just want to have a chat, feel free to send me a message. And now this is the part of the podcast where I ask you to do something. If you want to help support this podcast, could you do me a massive favor? Send me some feedback. In the show notes, there's a link to the survey for this episode. And I'd love it if you told me what you liked, didn't like, or would like to hear more of in the next episode. Your feedback really helped me grow and make each episode better than the one before. So if you can, thank you so much. And as always, make sure to subscribe or sign up to my monthly pre-episode newsletter, which will also be linked in the show notes and show notes, show notes, show notes, show notes. And I really hope you have a wonderful few weeks until we chat again. And also, you know, a wonderful life after that. But um, I think that wonderful life will be sustained by continued listening to start the hardest part but I think it's time for me to say goodbye so bye liked writing i never really put two and two together until this year but now that i have done it i'd really love to go back and do it again write as much until you feel like okay i actually have things starting to click in my head even if it's two pages of nonsense eventually you'll start getting in the rhythm because i think the writing rhythm is the hardest thing to start choose something that resonates with you that, that sounds so cliche and cheesy but it's so true Ch- choose something that you really believe in because then it will come naturally